You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag, FanSided, and Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. And you can find all the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. A lot to get to today, even though not much has actually happened between the last time that, that we spoke. But there's a lot of reporting that's been done in the meantime, uh, both Packers-related and league-related. And so we're going to talk about the cornerback position and and where the Packers can go from here. They won't have to do much to solidify this position going into the draft. We're also going to talk about the receiver position a little bit more. The Jordan Matthews non-contract is something that we're going to touch on. The reporting around Allen Robinson And his decision to go to Chicago is something that we're going to touch on. And then finally, the Aaron Rodgers contract situation and how that's affecting everything that is looming over this offseason. But let's start with the cornerbacks. It's a place that we have, it seems like, had to start everything for the last few weeks. And we start with the Packers' apparent interest in former Saints corner Delvin Bro. That's That's the big name on the list here. And... He was not a big name until 2015. He had his breakout season. He was outstanding for the New Orleans Saints. He's a big physical corner who is just a dog. He will fight every single play. The problem is he broke his leg in 2016 and then broke his leg in 2017. He's 28. And was never the most explosive athlete to begin with. So if you're the Packers and you are you have apparent interest in this player, the number one thing you have to suss out is what is the health status? Because if he's healthy, this can be, and, and not just is he healthy, is he healthy and at least close, very close athletically to what he used to be? Because he can't simply be healthy. There are a lot of players who are healthy and not the athlete that they used to be. Muhammad Wilkerson could fall into that camp. He is what you would consider healthy. He's not hurt. He's not injured. But he's just not the guy that he used to be. This is a fact of life. This happens to professional athletes. Is he not only healthy, but is he close athletically to the guy that he used to be? If he is, it is an easy choice on the veteran minimum or something slightly above. The cornerback market has been very bizarre so far in this free agent period. But let's say he signs, even even at the Devon House rate, let's say one year, three million. That's a small enough investment that if he pays off, you have him at a bargain. And if he doesn't, it didn't cost you very much. Now, obviously, this is all contingent on health. I don't think any Packers fan should take this or any of their moves from here to the draft as 
an indication that they're not still going to pick a young corner. I think they will. They might take more than one. Tremont Williams, at his age and his price, is not the long-term solution for the Packers. They know that. They have to know that. So I think this, this plan to bring back someone like Bro, not bring back, but bring in someone like Bro, makes a lot of sense from the standpoint of he's a veteran. He knows how to play. He's going to play physically. He's going to play man coverage. And he's going to fight every play. And he's going to go hard because this is someone that has had to fight through the Arena League. This this is not a player who ever had anything given to him. He has fought for everything that he has earned in the National Football League. And frankly, what he's earned is very little. And it, it sucks that he's had the last two seasons, two seasons of his prime, taken away from him by these injuries. Again... If he is healthy and if he is not robbed of the gifts that he did have athletically, then he makes sense on a small market deal. Likewise, over the weekend, it was reported the Packers have interest in bringing back Devon House. And I know that there are Packer fans rolling their eyes right now because House gave up some touchdowns, particularly in the second half of the season, he didn't play as well. And I wrote a couple weeks ago for Acme Packing about this idea that maybe we don't know anything about the defense or the players on it. And the reason we might not know anything is because Dom Capers was so rigid and so unable to marry the talents of his players with the scheme that he was calling that maybe we we don't know how good any of these players are. Casey Hayward and Micah Hyde are perfect examples of this. These were clearly talented players that showed flashes of that talent at various points in their career, but the Packers allowed them to walk because Dom Capers simply couldn't maximize their abilities. They go on to other teams. Those teams say, we think you can do X, Y, and Z, and lo and behold, they can. And not only can they do it, they're really good at it. Devon House belongs in a man coverage scheme where he can be physical at the line of scrimmage, play press coverage, and go. If they had a if they had a secondary, Kevin King, Tremont Williams, and Devon House, they're going to press, they're going to force the issue, they're going to be aggressive at the line of scrimmage, and you're going to know when you're done playing, it doesn't matter if the, if the quarterback has thrown for 380 yards, the receivers will know that they played Green Bay because they had to fight and scrap for every single inch. They could bring back they could bring back House and Sign Bro because it's not going to cost anything. Now I think they'll probably only pick one because as I said I I do believe they will still go out and get a corner in the draft, maybe two. But what is clear, when someone like EJ Gaines signs in Cleveland for pennies on the dollar, you go, why Why would the Packers not offer him? Well, he's an undersized corner. Look at the kinds of players the Packers have gone after in free agency. Richard Sherman, Brashad Breland. Now, Breland could still be in play because his contract was voided after, after the injury, the infection in his foot. That could still be on the table. And that could happen between now and the draft. We don't know when he can pass a physical. 
But what the gain signing shows, by the way, him signing for pennies in, in Cleveland also shows that the league had its concerns about gains because you don't sign for what seems like a below market deal unless you don't have any options. That's just how it works. That's just either really bad agenting by his representation or the league just doesn't think he's that great. And I think it's it's likely the latter. But I think the Packers would be okay going into the draft with King, Tremont Williams, and either Bro or House. If they can get Bro and he checks out medically, I think that's the move. But if House is the consolation prize, I, I, I don't have a problem with that, with the secondary. Because then they can go in and say, we're just going to take the best guy if he's there. And if he's not, we won't worry about it. Because if Lindsey Pipkins is our fourth corner, we're okay. If Josh Hawkins is our fifth corner, we're okay. And we can wait until the second or the third or the fifth or the sixth round to get a guy who's just a depth body. That's okay. You are listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local daily sports podcast network. Be sure to catch up on everything new across the NFL with Locked On NFL and Locked On NFL Draft. The weekend came and went with no offer made to Jordan Matthews. That was something we discussed on Friday, his visit to Green Bay. And I made it clear that I thought this was a smart signing. I thought that there was an obvious fit here. Jordan Matthews was injured last year, which was part of the problem in Buffalo. And so this may may have been an injury check. How are you progressing? How are you physically? What is the situation with your body? Can you practice? Can you pass a physical? And it's possible that that once he can, that there will be a market for him and and the Packers will be a part of that. And it's also possible that he's fine and that Matthews could play and pass a physical right now. And Green Bay just decided, look, you want more money than we think you're worth. And so we're not going to pay you. Green Bay has a dollar amount in mind. That's clear. They This is an MO for them. They know what they're willing to pay for these players. And that they're not gonna they're not gonna say that right away. If they think a player is worth five million, they're not gonna say we think you're worth five million. They're gonna say we think you're worth three and a half or four. And the player's gonna say, well I think I'm worth eight. Green Bay's gonna say, well, how about four? How about four and a half? But they're not gonna go above their number. And so if Matthews thinks he's gonna get more good for him Maybe he will. We also don't know. I'm again. I'm speculating on this, but this is how they work. So we, I don't. We don't have to know whether or not that happened, but we do know for sure their modus operandi, and that is we have calculated what we think we're willing to pay for your services, and if you want more than that, God bless you. You go find that. Good for you. That's not what Green Bay is going to do. They're not going to go above that number. We think you're worth X. You want X plus? Sorry. Call Washington. Call Miami. Call a dumb team. Call a team that spends recklessly. We're not. And the Packers are willing to spend. And they're willing to spend on a receiver. They clearly think that this passing game could use an upgrade because, as we found out over the weekend, was that there was a significant offer on the table for Allen Robinson. The Packers clearly believe they need help at receiver. And the fact that they're still bringing in Jordan Matthews, I mean, because Allen Robinson was signed right away. So this offer had to have been out there 
either during the tampering period or right up until the, the contract was signed. But the fact that Jordan Matthews is still on the radar, these are connected pieces. The fact that Jordan Matthews is still on the radar suggests that Jimmy Graham is not the end of the offensive reshuffling that's going on and the talent influx that Green Bay hopes to implement here. They want to make this receiving core different. They want to make it better. They had an offer out there for Allen Robinson. Robinson wanted to play for Matt Nagy. He wanted to play in Chicago. Kid is from Detroit. He was excited to play for the Bears. He picked Chicago over Green Bay. And there are myriad reasons why he might do that. Would rather live in Chicago. Would rather be the star. If Allen Robinson is a is a, a thousand yard receiver in Chicago, he becomes the face of the franchise. He knows in Green Bay that's not the case. Aaron Rodgers is the guy. Not only that, the Packers signed Kyle Fuller to an offer sheet of about fourteen million a year. That's the same number that Robinson signed for. So Green Bay was clearly willing to spend this money, clearly willing to allocate this $14 million. They want to spend to get an impact player. Now, they spent part of it now on Tremont Williams since that Kyle Fuller offer sheet. But the point that I'm making here is they've been willing to bet big. They've been willing to go out and make a splash. This is why I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done making deals. They're not done bringing in players, and they're going to use every arrow in the quiver. I mean, clearly, we've got trades, we've got signings, we've got offer sheets on transitional tag players. I mean, Green Bay has done it all this offseason. Brian Gutekunst is using the tools in his toolbox. He's not the carpenter who sees everything and gets out his hammer. Not everything is a nail. And with Ted Thompson, this time of year, it was more like, oh, there's a nail. I need to watch Netflix. And let's be honest, Ted Thompson doesn't watch Netflix. But the point is, the Packers have taken this aggressive stance. They're not done. And adding a receiver is clearly something on their mind. Jordan Matthews is not going to come in and be some sort of Jordy Nelson replacement. But this is a guy who, in Chip Kelly's offense, was a very productive player early in his career. He could come in and help the Packers' offense. Be dynamic, be versatile, play on the inside, play on the outside. The Packers want to get better at receiver. If it's not Jordan Matthews, I think they're going to find someone. They are still working the phone lines. And maybe it's in a trade. Maybe it's a draft day trade. As I've been saying all along, I've been preaching patience on this and I've been preaching big picture on this. Let's wait. We have to wait until we see everything because we have to know what was prioritized. That is what ultimately will decide all of this. What was prioritized and at what cost? But the fact that they've been in on everyone, that they made a competitive offer, to Allen Robinson, suggests to me that they have been exhausting every avenue to load this team up to make a Super Bowl run. And speaking of runs, we're in the run-up to the draft. 
get all of the pro football focus, edge data, all their draft data, the profiles, all the information that they have hidden behind their paywall, a $39.99 value. Get all of it for free by putting your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes and entering our contest. I want to give you this subscription. It would normally cost you money. I want to give it to you for free. And all you have to do is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast, Locked on Packers, on iTunes. Give us five stars, name, Twitter handle. That is it. You're entered. And you could get access to so much data. You could be the smartest football person you know. And all you have to do is enter to win. I want to end the show with something that I find Interesting is is an imprecise word. I find I find it puzzling. This is something that Tom Silverstein reported over the weekend. He said that the the new contract extension for the Packers is likely handcuffing his word. What the Packers can do in free agency. Now this is interesting, in particular because the Packers don't appear to by by my recollection of the last two weeks to be handcuffed. I just told you they made a deal or they made an offer for Allen Robinson that was at least close, probably 12, 13 plus million dollars. They signed Kyle Fuller to an offer sheet of 14 million dollars. They gave Jimmy Graham a big contract. They gave Tremont Williams a, a bigger than I thought he would get contract. So they don't seem handcuffed to me. But Silverstein said in the article, here, I'm just going to read from it. Several agents who have been dealing with the Packers and free agency have said it's clear to them that the cautious approach the team is taking to free agency is due to the impending Rodgers contract extension. Cautious approach? Who is be- who is being cautious in Green Bay? They've signed two big-name free agents and brought back another veteran corner at a at a not insignificant price. Obviously, it's not a it's not a huge deal for Tremont Williams, but it's more money than I thought he would get. It's not a problem. I don't have an issue with the contract, but I don't see a team handcuffed. I don't see a team being cautious. So I'm just I'm I'm trying to figure out who is saying that and why they would say that. And, and this is something that I, that I always encourage my friends, my listeners, my Twitter followers. I always encourage you, when you read a report or you hear or see one or someone says something to you about a player that is reported out there and you hear sources, I'm not questioning Tom Silverstein's reporting. Nope, not doing it. What I'm saying is you don't have to question the reporting per se. Find out, use your rational brain, use some logic, and let's figure out who benefits from this information being out there because agents are smart, teams are smart. Well, sometimes. But they think there's a benefit. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. Someone benefits from the information being out there. Who benefits from telling a reporter that the Packers are being cautious in free agency when, best I can tell, they're not, and that they're handcuffed. And and why, why would they say that? Now, one option is they would like their 
players to be re-signed in Green Bay. That would make sense that Tom Silverstein would have agent contacts for players on the team. And the Packers have said, we're not really interested in you being back. You know, if you if you represent Morgan Burnett and you watch the Packers not make, it seems like, an offer at all because the Steelers got him relatively inexpensively for about half what his projected market value would be. And you say, well, they're being cautious. And I'm sure it has to do with Aaron Rodgers' contracts. Well, the facts don't support that. There's, there's not evidence that we can see from their actions to suggest they're being cautious. Where's the evidence? Well, the evidence would be in negotiations with other players. So when an agent tells a reporter, well, they're being cautious, that could be some ass covering because their player didn't get the offer that they wanted. That could be the spin. That's, that's one possibility. Another possibility is sort of the flip side of the coin, and that is the team is doing some ass covering. And a certain quarterback would like to see a little bit more done to bolster this roster, was not happy about Jordy Nelson being cut, and he's saying, okay, guys, show it to me. Put your money where your mouth is, not just with my contract, but with this roster. And this is their way of saying, well, can't do it. And it's your fault. Now, there was specific sourcing in this piece, and the specific sourcing was several agents. And and more to the point, several agents who have been dealing with the Packers in free agency. Well, we know that the players the Packers have been in contact with, we know that they made a competitive offer for Allen Robinson. We know they paid Jimmy Graham top tight end money. We know they gave a competitive offer to Tremont Williams and to Muhammad Wilkerson, who made his rounds, couldn't find a better offer than Green Bay's. He went everywhere. He made multiple stops and wound up staying in Green Bay. He wanted to get more money. To me, this screams agent ass covering. Pardon my language. But that's what it is. I don't see evidence that the Packers are being cautious. And I don't see any evidence to suggest that they're being handcuffed by the negotiations with Aaron Rodgers' contract. I just don't see it. So you have to look at who benefits from saying it. And I think, to me, the answer is clear. But if you have theories, I welcome your theories. My Twitter mentions, at Peter underscore Bukowski. I have a mock draft that's up on fan-sided or, or will be likely by the time you're hearing this. A new post-free agency seven-round mock, very different. I, I caught a lot of heat for the last one. I had one on FanRag over the weekend that, that people didn't think was realistic. I used a program, an online platform. I made the picks that I could make when I could make it. It's a simulation program, so and it's a fun thing to do. I, I recommend go doing it at FanSpeak. It's a fun, it's a fun little experiment. It's a fun exercise to engage in. I'm lucky I get to do it and get paid. So check that out. I've got a lot of content coming out this week. NFL Drafts related at Acme Packing Company at Fansided. So keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski at Locked On Packers and always stay Locked On Packers.